Welcome to the Programming Leadership Podcast, where we help great coders become skilled leaders and build happy, high-performing software teams. Welcome to the next episode of the Programming Leadership Podcast. I'm Marcus Blankenship, and I am just super excited to have my friend Jessica Kerr with me today. We are going to have an interesting conversation live without a net about all kinds of brilliant topics that I know you're going to enjoy. And I suspect at the end, I might insert something that actually says what we talked about. But to me, that's half the fun. Welcome, Jessica. Good morning, Marcus. It's good to talk to you again. It's good to talk to you, too. Well, we got to chatting over email, and I think there were a lot of things we were touching on, including uh, perceptions and systems. Uh, In particular, I had sent out an email uh, about, like, if you had a magic wand, what would you change? And you replied back, as did, thankfully, a lot of other people. Um, And I noticed that a lot of the things that people replied to were things that, from the outside, from my completely unbiased, uninformed opinion, I thought, well, there must be something they can do there. But I think a lot of people also wrote me back and said that they felt pretty trapped, that mm. they weren't sure what they could do. Have Have you ever seen or talked to people who kind of feel trapped in their system? Yeah. Yeah. People often feel trapped or they feel helpless. Um, sometimes it's, sometimes there are obvious reasons like, they need the money from this job and they can't just get another one, right? And we accept those. But I think I think there's a lot more to it than that. When we're part of a system, whether it's a relationship or a family or a team or a company, we feel those ties. And those ties are part of us. Humans, we're not human independently. And part of the essence of humanity is that we're, uh, we form higher level systems with each other and, and those systems define us. And so leaving one of those, it, it involves like breaking the self that exists. You're breaking ties that are part of your daily living. We don't know how to be without being part of the the family and the company and the relationships that we're in. And to change that is to find a new version of ourselves. And that's scary. I knew we were going to get philosophical. Thank you for getting us there. <laughs> well, we got there so really quickly. fast. We did. And and you had sent me a tweet and I saw a bunch of other people were loving it that was just really recently, but it was about that same idea of when you're leaving, it, it feels really painful when you leave a company, when you leave uh, a system. Um, there's some feelings associated with that. Where did that tweet come from for you? Oh, um, that's that's a good question. I was thinking about how we're not we're not human as individuals. the 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 functioning unit of people is not the individual person. We well, one thing I find really interesting about humans is that we're part of many systems at once. We're part of a nation. We're part of the global humanity. And then we're part of our town. We're part of our, our company. We're part of uh, our kids' soccer team and, all, and our church and all the different organizations we join. 
and we're part of all of these simultaneously, but our work is a big one. And it's scary to change that. And, and all these people around us, they have expectations of us. And to, to defy those is hard. Sometimes I have to remind myself that the, the hardest expectations to defy are my own. Ooh, that, that makes me think that we're in a system with ourselves, not alone Ooh. with ourselves. But I noticed that for myself, I have a thought life that's explicit, like I'm trying to think about something smart to say next so that I can keep up with you. Uh, and then, but I also have inner reactions that don't appear to be as intentional. So I feel like there's an inner system at play for me as well. Maybe maybe that's just me. Oh, no, no, no. There's totally, there's like present self and our future selves. That, mm-hmm. that we're like negotiating with or our many possible uh, and future of course, selves. Our, our past selves, I think they call that baggage that I tend to carry <laughs> around and, <laughs> and present to everyone I meet immediately. Oh, don't mind me lugging around se- seven suitcases full of past baggage about all the things that I perceive define me and define you. Well, the other day I listened to an Amanda Palmer song, Always Heavy. Amanda Palmer over breakfast is dangerous. Um, but but it was it was relevant to this. It was about why am I not the person I wanted to be? Mm. And and at, at the end of this song, she's like, No, I am the person I want to be. Damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 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 I'm I'm kind of like, well, why would I? Why would I not want to have that pull? I always want to be a little different. I want to know more things. I want to to meet more people. Um, I mean, I'm I'm good with who I am now. I'm not I'm not picky, <laughs> but it's good to want to be something more. Let me pause and thank today's sponsor, Get Prime. Get Prime's platform allows you unprecedented visibility into your development team. For too many years, I've had to guess at the status of projects without any real data to make decisions from. Oh, I have tried everything. Story points, velocity, burn down charts, burn up charts. You name it, I've tried it. Worse yet, I've made the mistake of promising my boss when something would be done only to be disappointed. When I dug into things with my team, I was always surprised between what the charts show and what's actually happening. Now, it's not like anyone's messing up, but things are happening that I have no visibility of, which meant I couldn't even discuss it with my team. Git Prime changed all that. With Git Prime, you can leverage Git level analytics. That's where the real work is happening. It provides deep insights to help you have better conversations with your engineers and your whole team. See things better, build things faster. Learn more and sign up for a demo at gitprime.com. Yeah, I think that there's uh, there's like a tension for me. There's learning to be okay with, like I just turned 49, which is my kids have, you know, call very old, halfway to dead, other things like that, right? Very jokingly. But at 49, I'm pretty okay with parts of me, but I'm less okay with other parts of me because I see possibilities for developing those parts. And I, I think that's what, scares me about like, okay, you're, if you're half done with the race, what are you going to do with the next half? But there is a real truth to, to learning to be okay with yourself. 
and yet also keeping a tension that says there are more possibilities for me to to grow and change. Oh yeah, I'm good today, but I don't want to be the same tomorrow. You you used an important phrase there. You said you could see possibilities for yourself. And that is another big thing that keeps people in situations where they're not happy and they're not growing is because they can't, they either can't picture themselves someplace better because they've never seen it, or they can't picture a path from here to there that they find acceptable. Boy, you, okay, so you nailed it. You know, the, the email you replied to me on was just something really vague. If you had a magic wand, what would you change? What's your wish? This morning I emailed out, what's the obstacle? And you might not be surprised to hear that only about 5% of the people who emailed me with wishes responded with what's the obstacle? Because I think that's such a harder question. To even know what's in your way requires picking a perspective, thinking about it like on a map and saying, that's the mountain I have to climb. I don't even think it's that the mountain's that high. It's that oftentimes we're not oriented. We, we, we're sort of lost. We know we want this outcome, but do we head north or south or east or west? And that's why I think that question of what's in your way was kind of, kind of unfair and really Ooh. hard to answer, which is why I think people didn't. I did a little self-analysis this morning. I chose something that I wished, and that was easy. And then I thought, oh, what's standing in my way? Well, now and, you have to get concrete. What did you choose, Marcus? Oh, oh, I was not expecting you to ask that. All right. I'll, <laughs> I should have been, but I wasn't. <laughs> I chose, oh, this is going to sound so whiny. Is that okay? Can I yes. whine on? Okay. I chose to, to have something I deemed as a business that was steady. That sounds like an oxymoron to me. Sorry. Uh, a business that brought in income regularly. Okay. That is, I would know what business I was in and I would be able to see the value I had and I would be able to understand what levers to pull, what effort to exert. This has been something I've struggled with for a number of years. People will say, what do you do? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Patreon's but Patreon's uh, question, what are you creating? Right. And every time I've gone to Patreon and I've thought, well, I'll sign up. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I guess this isn't the place for me. So that like. <laughs> existential angst of asking the question, what, you know, what do you want? So, okay, I want, I don't even care if it's, it doesn't have to make a mountain of money. I don't want fame and fortune, but I thought I want a, a little business that just toots along and is reliable and I can count on and is something I call steady. But then the question of what's the obstacle was like navel gazing for 45 minutes. Oh like, yeah. Cause, cause it, it, it's not, What's in your way? It's what do you even want to do? What you're you're looking for an abstraction there, yeah. and and it does as a study business is not a thing. Business is not a thing. Okay, it's like you study business. What does that even mean? You have to you have to have a business, right. and, and general business skills are only valuable when they overlap with specific concrete know how. Absolutely. Yeah. So you don't you you just don't have a concrete. Uh, and so picture. the wit, the wit, right. That's right. I have an abstract picture and some of the people mainly, I'm looking at the list right now. I'm gonna, That's the kind of wish a genie could really screw you over on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. I will bet that many of you listening say, you're an idiot, Marcus. I have steady income and I hate this place. So be careful what you wish for. Do you have thoughts for people who are listening who say, but Jessica, I really, I really do feel trapped at this company. Like I'm not going to move up. I've got skills to do this job. I performed some career limiting move or my boss hates me. And like, I live in the middle of nowhere, Oregon. This is like, I really feel completely trapped. How can people begin to see new possibilities? You threw out one way and that was ask others. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. But even for that, you have, so you have to have an idea. Um, my concrete suggestion is to do some what ifs and make sure you have no expectation of yourself actually doing this because that will free you to go wild with the what ifs. What if I moved? Oh, that's scary. Right. It is scary. But what if I did? What if um, I lived somewhere else? And then picture, picture moving your family or leaving your family if it's not a healthy family or traveling all the time. And, and, and you know what? If picturing that really sucks, great. That's all, that has its own uses of making you feel better about the things that are happening in your life. Um, and then picture ways that, that it might be really interesting um, or, or good things that could come out of it. And then picture, uh, don't picture quitting. That's don't not the goal. Picture quitting. No, no. Picture where you are next after you quit. Now, now tell me about that because I feel like if I were to, let's say I worked at a job and I was doing what you suggested and I was picturing picking up my family and moving to a new city. Mm-hmm. Quitting would probably be a part of that. Yeah, that's fine. But you, but you say avoid picturing the quitting event. Don't think I, about what you're leaving. Don't think about the leaving process. Think about the going to. So it's not about running from. It's about right. running toward. Right, right. I mean, if, if your company went out of business tomorrow, what might you think about doing? Just like take something where you live now. Your town disappeared. You don't live there anymore. Where do you live? Um, so yeah, don't picture the going because that's not going to help. Picture the arriving mm-hmm. and the being in some completely different place. You know, for I, I think I'm a lot of like some people, maybe everyone, I don't know, that I definitely experience a fear of loss. Oh, yeah. And when I think about leaving, for example, this morning, I thought, well, maybe I should just pack this business up and sell, sell beach towels on the internet. That's a whole other kind of thing. And I just pack it away. And the thought of leaving it was, was re- I, got, I had a, a visceral reaction to it. Mm-hmm. But the thought of doing something new and different that, that met my goals of whatever I was wishing for, that part was really exciting. And I don't think this is going to turn into a beach towel podcast, but I would like to reserve the right that that could happen. <laughs> Well, make sure you sell beach towels in both hemispheres because otherwise it's not going to be a steady business. See, that's the kind of wisdom you get from talking to somebody else. (laughs) 
great point. Uh, okay, so so avoid uh, avoid that um, the idea that well, I just have to escape here. Yeah, and think about where it is that. Uh, think about just this sounds like a fantasy. These what if fantasies sure. you allow yourself to have. Um, yeah, yeah, and 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 they don't need to be. What if I got a million dollars? You know, it's not some external thing. It's I can't. Keep, what if I couldn't do what I'm doing now? What would I do then? Um, mm. Another 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 thing that you can do uh, to reduce the feeling of being trapped and open more possibilities for for, for the future is um, generally things that open more possibilities, including learning. And then blogging, blogging on the internet is huge because when you do need a new job, you can point to a blog uh, that makes a big difference. People can see how you think or find someone who is doing something that you wish you could do and yeah, ask them how they got there or just picture yourself doing that. Um, And, and Speaking at conferences, if that's your if that's your thing, uh, well, whatever. It opened all the possibilities for me. Um, but just kind of getting it, getting out of your bubble just a little bit once a year, um, and meeting people who are doing things other than what you're doing. I'd like to dive into this conference thing because, as somebody who's a hermit, going to conferences are not terribly comfortable for me. But you describe even better. Well, you describe them as uh, as really impactful. I think it's, it's not quite what you said, but they they kind of opened up a lot for you. And I think in your email, you the way you phrased it to me was it sounds like you feel almost a calling, or you feel something about going to conferences. Is that right? It's not just a mechanism to get what you want. It's about something else. Oh well, I when I speak at conferences and people come up afterward and they say. Thank you for that talk. It gave me a new way to think about my work. Oh, then I feel, I mean, I feel a sense of meaning and purpose. I'm having an impact on the, the wider system that is this whole software industry. And that feels, that feels really good. And that feels like I should keep doing it. I, I'm glad you do it. I, I watch them on YouTube sometimes as a hermit. I see them out there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and and it does go back right to what you said at the beginning. We are all part of the system called humanity and earthlings yeah. and the universe. Um, I also have this idea, and I want to be careful here, but because I might be wrong, but I have this idea that oftentimes we live in these sort of self-imposed cages, right, where we do the things we're su- we think we're supposed to do. And we see boundaries because people have kind of nudged us if we are out of bounds or we say, well, we couldn't do that here. Um, There's no written policy against it, but it's like I was talking to somebody the other day. Yeah. And they said, well, managers always eat at their desk. And I said, well, could you go eat with your team? This person was lamenting they didn't get more FaceTime with their team. And they said, "Uh, that's not really the way things are done here. Well, then, yeah, and then as I think you said in that email, then expect the same results. Well, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, But I just, I think to myself, how many things at my big, big companies I've worked at, did I not do because I perceived the need to fit in and the need to do what was done there? And I wish I'd eaten away from my desk more. 
but I think you have something to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's something that's come up a couple times, and it comes up here. There's not a barrier uh, to eating away from your desk. It's not a physical barrier. You are not forced to eat at your desk, but you are inclined to eat at your desk because that's what you observe around us. And we are not independent beings. We, we are strongly influenced by what we see around us. And that's what seems normal and, and, and right to us to do. But these are all inclinations. They're all percentages. And, and we don't act out of um, a specific decision of will. Our will and our intention influences what we do, but it doesn't force what we do like in a Newtonian physical sense because, because our actions are a thousand million decisions that, that we do not think individually about. I am not thinking right now about twiddling with my pen. I'm just doing it. Um, and those inclinations are, are, are strong. So we talked earlier about what obstacles are in your way. And often you can't name an obstacle that's physically stopping you from doing something. Absolutely. So think instead, instead of asking yourself, what is the obstacle? I mean, also ask yourself if there are obstacles because you have to think about those. But what is inclining me to keep doing it this way? What inclines me to not work out in the morning like I intend? And maybe it's my sleep hours end at seven and that's when my body wants to get up and that's too late to go work out and, and work out at noon. And noon, you're more inclined to work out and so you will. Don't act like we're like these balls of will that control everything we do. Oh, that's so effortful. And we have other things we could turn our brain to. Um, Avdi Grimm yesterday uh, said something about we're marbles on an uneven surface and we can roll uphill a little bit if we try really hard, but our power as humans is really in changing the surface, in, in changing our situation. And you can do that sometimes in subtle ways by talking to those customers differently so that their situation is a little changed and they're more inclined to be a way that has the same purpose as patience with you. Maybe, maybe choose to eat lunch that is not practical to eat at your desk. Bring something really messy that it would be. Yes. Yes. Bring tacos that you can't eat in front of your computer. And so you have an excuse to eat in the cafeteria with your team. So we, yeah, yeah. We don't just look for obstacles. Look for changes in your inclination. I love the word inclination. Of course, I think the root is incline, which sounds a lot like going uphill, mm -hmm. which sounds a lot like putting a lot of effort into it. And yet when I am inclined to do something, I feel as though it is like I am sort of slipping downhill into it. I have to. Um, so there's this, whether you consider it going up or going down, I think about a diagonal line as an incline. Maybe I should, but that's that's what comes to mind is uh, an incline. And I love that you've put that phrase. It becomes the the tendency that my, my default, the thing I don't even think about 
right? But if you can set up your situation such that the thing you want to have done is also the thing you're inclined to do. (laughs) Right. And I was just thinking about this exact, oh, it's so funny because I was trying to figure out what, if there's like a, 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 I called it a river of energy, a river of intention, things that Mm. I enjoy. And by river, I mean, there's a current to it, Mm -hmm. which also like an inclining Mm -hmm. has a motion aspect. Like, why aren't I looking and doing those things that I find effortless? Maybe other people find them very difficult, but I find effortless and joyful. Those seem like- Like this podcast. Like this podcast, easy as pie. I said, you want to do it? You said, sure. We're having this nice conversation. It doesn't mean that the Marcus was born into the world doing this, but it does mean that he learned to get mm-hmm. to a point where this is comfortable. Now, I'll be honest, and I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. If you were Bill Gates, I would have been much <laughs> more nervous today. But because we had chatted before and had a very informal email exchange and uh, I've watched your, I've watched a lot of Bill Gates videos too, but I would have felt completely unprepared for that. So I have, at least this point, I would say I've learned to interview Jessica and yeah. that is an accomplishment for me, but it was learned. I didn't, don't anybody who's listening think that Marcus is a natural at this. Yeah, that's important. All the people that you admire, I mean, Bill Gates wasn't always a CEO, and everything else he is now, we all learned what we're doing. And some of us are still uncomfortable at it and you don't see it. Oh, I'm always comparing my outside, my inside to your outside. That's my default state is assuming that you're put together and I'm not. Yeah. One thing I learned really early uh, when I first started speaking at conferences were that all the other speakers were just people. And especially at, at software conferences, and people in general are not speaking there for some like self-importance. They're speaking there because they have ideas and they want to share their ideas and they want to hear your ideas and they want to combine more ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just people. Okay. So let's, let's recap here. So if somebody is listening to this, And it'd be nice if someone did. So if you're out there and you're feeling trapped in a system and you think to yourselves, I would like to see new possibilities. One way to do that is through using, giving yourself the permission to use what if scenarios, knowing you're not going to impulsively jump at any of them, Mm. but gauging your own reaction to the way it would feel for you to, to show up for work at a new job for you to pull into a new town with your family, uh, for you to, I don't know what it would be, but if you're envisioning- For you to it, get up and work every day for a couple hours at your steady business. Exactly. Sorry. Okay. So that was one action item was imagine yeah. yourself in a new place. And is, it, is, it, is that stimulating to you or it, is it not? Um, and- so there you can find things you might want to change. Um, another is uh, just take little steps that open up opportunities like learning new things. Um, blogging is really good. Join, join new communities. And all of these are about connecting with people that you weren't connected with before or in different ways. If, if you feel uncomfortable about uh, talking to someone, then just try it. 
it's not going to be that as bad as you think. Worst case, they don't talk back to you. Uh. Right. <laughs> that happens all the time. I was at, uh, I think there's a theme here. I was at Problem Solving Leadership a, a couple, about a month and a half ago, and this wonderful gal from Sweden used this phrase that I wrote down, and she said, remember, you don't have to choose from the options before you. Yeah. And I like that because the, the concept of the options before you are the things I can see right now that seem yeah. like the only choices I have. Yeah, yeah. A promotion is not the only career progression. Often that's not the that's best. only one in the, it's the one in front of you. It's the default. It's the one everybody's competing for. So go find something else that other people haven't seen. And I think be honest with yourself. Let yourself say what you want, what you wish for. A lot of people don't feel like they're allowed. Mm. And I wonder how many people emailed me with something they wished for that they've never verbalized, that mm. they've never told their spouse, they've never told their boss oh, or their yeah. client. And I wonder, yeah. like, here I'm looking at this long if list. If you don't ask, you can't complain. <laughs> funny, they still do. <laughs> I, it's funny, I still do. <laughs> permission, permission to give, giving yourself permission to want something, I think is an important step. Mm. A lot of us learned, maybe as small children, that wanting things is selfish and selfish is bad. Oh, but wanting things is essential. And this gets back to, to the seeing new possibilities, to the new version of yourself. Who do you want to be? I think one of the saddest states that humans can get in is not wanting anything. I would agree with you. Yeah. My wife was a hospice nurse. And even those in the last moments of life, you're probably aware of this, um, but when there's a pattern, when someone has been sick a long time, they're on hospice and they're going to die. Mm -hmm. If there is something unresolved in their life, they will hang on and suffer. Hmm. This is particularly true if they're waiting for family to come in. Hmm. Hospice nurses, this is real. They do this thing where they have been trained to simply tell the patient, it's okay to go. We'll be okay. Oh, the people right. here will be okay. Nice. And literally my wife did this so many times when she saw that people were hanging on and really suffering. And she would just have a quick talk with the person. And I hate to say it, but it would be like an hour and they would, they would slip. Nice. So you can do that for yourself at your work. It's okay to go. The people around you, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. Your your project, it'll survive. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it'll... Or, or whatever. It, it, it wasn't going to go into production anyway, and it can just <laughs> be fine. Whatever it is. Yeah. Those around you, you don't have to hold it all together. No, you don't. And And without you, the company will be a slightly different system, and it will be okay. And whatever new place you go will be better for for having you. Part of humanity is the circle of life. And we could get all Lion King and everything, but the reality is, is we come in and then we leave. Yeah. And that's and, a part of it. And in employment, it happens faster. It happens faster. <laughs> that is a true statement. No one is employed at birth. <laughs> Well, that feels like it gets into another topic we don't need to talk about. So <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much. Where can thank people you, find Morgan. you online? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Jessatron. 
Also jessitron.com, J-E-S-S-I-T-R-O-N. Um, tinyletter.com slash jessitron for the newsletter. Oh, on Twitch, it's jessitronica. <laughs> but, and are you, are you speaking this year at any conferences oh we might go find you at? Sure, sure. I'm keynoting RubyConf this November, I think, in Nashville. I'll be at UberConf in Denver in July. Oh, where else am I going to be? Southeast Ruby, also in Nashville. Ah, oh, there's a couple others. You can check my website. It might be up to date. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Programming Leadership. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at www.programmingleadership.com and on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Stay humble.